Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing? Bruni, I'm doing great. It was a, it was an eventful week, Colin. Lots of things have happened in, in, in North Texas basketball and outside of North Texas yeah, basketball. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about North Texas basketball, right? We're here to talk about our men's league game that yep. happened last night. Yep. Uh, even though I don't want to talk about it. We we're talking about it. We promised we'd give updates. Yeah, we did promise. Uh, we, uh... Go ahead. Colin. We lost by less. We did. So week one, if you remember, we lost by 38. Uh, <laughs> we were down 40 uh, this week. <laughs> okay, here's my here's my excuse. We're not bad players, okay? We're just playing like 30-year-olds that are, can shoot. They're smart. They're, they half-court trapped us. Oh, that was just, an awful. That was just an awful experience. We had trouble. All right. Is, is with Bruni being our only. He he had a usage rate of like ninety eight percent, and uh, he played all forty minutes. And I felt really bad for him when they trap him. I was exhausted. I wore a long sleeve shirt too. That was the wrong decision. I was sweating everywhere. Uh, but no, we we're down forty with ten seconds left. I got the inbounds. I was like, oh well, let's see what happens. Clock runs down again. They're still in the full court pressing. And three, two, and I heave it from half court and hit it. Swish. Yeah, it was it was swish. I'll I'll be at the time I was so tired I didn't even like. He didn't even care. I didn't even see it going. I like turned around and like I held up a three and he held up a three. Yeah, yeah, we did it. So we only lost by thirty seven this week. Listen, the first half was better than last week. Uh, Bruni cut it within five, and then it went downhill from there. but on to the next week. Let's uh, let's we'll, just, yeah, let's, we'll let's see get how past it goes. This one. Yeah, we're gonna run run some practices. You know, I gotta get my guys get my guys right. I'm the <laughs> LeBron James of this team. Get and, my guys right, and we are the Lakers right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, more more importantly, Colin, um, Ryan Woolridge announced his transfer on Friday afternoon. Now, albeit we had an entire podcast last week talking about this team without Ryan Woolridge. I'm not going to say that we knew he was going to leave. We had good reason to suspect he was going to leave. Correct. Um, so we weren't extremely surprised, and I don't think the team was extremely surprised either. No. Um, but he did transfer, and it is news, and it is important news because we're talking about Ryan Woolridge, our MVP, the best player on last year's team. Yep. Being gone. Yeah. It's, this is this is this is going to be a huge change from last year to this year yeah and, and like you said it wasn't really a surprise to anybody they recruited you know jv on hamlet and it was kind of like okay ryan's injured you kind of saw the writing on the wall and then like you said friday it was announced um yeah you lose your best player and the team seems to get better yes it's, and, and it's it's kind of it's a weird oxymoron or whatever whatever that word is it is oxymoron i think okay cool thank you right. thank you english professor bruni yes you're welcome um it's weird because if you were to tell me that Ryan Woolridge wouldn't be on this team next year, I would be like, well, this team's losing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but- because the creation is the problem. And we talked about this at good length last podcast. So check that podcast out if you haven't heard that yet because I don't want to go too deep. I don't want to repeat ourselves right. too much for not. the people who heard not. last podcast. But, again, what we said last week in summary it was that Ryan raised this team's floor, and he probably, without him, this past year's team probably would have won – 13, 14 games. Yeah. But with him, they were a capable offense, a good defense, and he got them to 20, 21 wins. Uh, he was a great player. But now, with what we perceive to be a better depth chart, a better roster, 
I we don't think it's going to hurt them that much with the with Javion Hamlet coming in. Um, we don't think it's going to hurt them that much. If anything, we think that it could be a plus for them. Right, and and when you add the perimeter shooting that they do with uh, James Reese, and when you add uh, Javion Hamlet, who is, can confidently shoot a three, Dane can shoot as well. Dane can shoot as well. Um, we didn't even mention him yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot Dane Gao, right? Is Dane Gao, yeah, yeah, Dane Gao committed. So I mean, there's another player that's that's joining this team. It's going to be a whole new look next year, and it's going to be weird to see, but. Yeah, I mean, you lose Ryan Woolridge, but across the board, this team seems to have improved on every position. Yes. Uh, so when Ryan announced it, again, I posted on the board uh, on Mingering 24-7. It was free as well. It was a free post. I tweeted it as well. The one thing that is unique that I, I know that I've heard is that I know Ryan wants to stay around here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go too far. So yeah. that's that's and that's understandable because you have one year left. You know, you don't want to— right. Go to, and he came back here for his family. Yeah, exactly. And he's from yeah. here and everything. And I'm sure his family enjoyed watching him play. I mean, after every single game, he was talking to his friends, right. family. Yeah. I'm sure he enjoyed that. So I, I'd highly doubt that he goes any more than like two hours away. Yeah, I agree. Like, there's no way. I mean, he could still go to like Oklahoma or Which something. Which limits his options. It does. It does. But I mean, there's still Oklahoma there. There's still like, I'm sure like, I don't know, Arkansas State. I don't know. You know, just there's there's other places outside of SMU or TCU or, or UT Arlington. Yeah. All, even though those are like the obvious ones. Right. But, of course. Um, we'll see. I don't. I haven't heard anything else as far as specific schools. We've assumed that he's been talking to people already because again, this wasn't a surprise to either side. Really, it was mm-hmm. just kind of a matter of time right. to see um, how the two sides are feeling, and eventually they came together and uh, decided this was the best move for both of them. Um, I will try to keep us updated on this, but, um, one more thing I think we should talk about before we get into the, the new, um, all the Juco guys is, well, actually one thing I want to mention first is last podcast, we forgot to mention Larry Wise. And so yeah, Larry, if you're was, listening to the podcast, we're very sorry. Like all the basketball teams. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're very sorry. I know sorry. DJ's uh, shouting us out anyway. Sorry. Yeah. So no, <laughs> we went through the entire roster, the entire depth chart. We're like, wow, they got all these guards, DJ, uh, Mo, yada yada yada, and we didn't mention Larry Weiss, and um, he's gonna be really good next year. For those of y'all who don't know, Larry Weiss is a bigger guard. He's about six four, six five. Probably play the three. Yeah, he can play the two. Play the three. He can handle the ball really well. He's kind of like Duffy in a way, mm-hmm. in the way that he uh, can execute an offense and can score out of an offense in a way. I don't know how to describe this, but it's kind of like he can get to the paint well. His shot's okay. Like, if it's an open three, I, I kind of trust him in it. But he's a big guard. He's physical, and I trust him in that respect. And he's a smart player. Yeah. So that's what he has going for him there. He's going to be—he is going to get minutes this year. Yeah. Larry Weiss's. For sure. So um, I wanted to make sure we fixed that because I felt bad once we reali- once I realized. I was like, oh, man, I forgot Larry. So um, that was the first thing. The second thing was uh, we're still—I mean, there have been talks about— uh, bring uh, the um, Thomas Bell, uh, the from Kaskaskia that visited what a month ago at this point, three something three weeks like at that. this point, Probably. a while ago. Uh, there's nothing official yet on him. We will see how it plays out. I don't anticipate anything to be official on him for a week or two, if it even becomes official. There's still a good amount in the air. Yeah, in that respect for for Thomas. Uh, so, but again, if they bring Thomas in, that's another 
spot that they're gonna have to move somebody or someone's gonna have to leave or something's gonna happen if yeah, Thomas Bell comes there's in. more there's there's more stuff that's gonna happen roster wise I feel like yeah it's so, gonna be interesting to see what happens yeah and um Thomas or I again he's a he's a wing player so mm-hmm. you're adding more wing depth again this team is uh gonna be really deep and really interesting I just hope that they have the ability to do what last year's team couldn't in terms of have a guy that can create, or at least have multiple guys that can create mm-hmm. in multiple ways, which we we assume like Abdul can. We assume assume that uh, Deng Yao is at least like strong, a presence in the paint, can right. force guys to help. Of course. You just need guys that are going to force help. I think that's the main thing with this team, and that's what that team last year's team did not have. Yeah. So if that happens, um, I can see guys like Mo having a big year, you know, Shooters like James Reese are going to open up, and they were already a good three-point shooting team. But as far as good with an asterisk, we've talked about that yes, plenty. Yes, exactly. Good with exactly. an asterisk. They, they weren't. They weren't a. They weren't good at the same yeah, time. They so, got open looks. Yeah, they got <laughs> looks, and if they have shooters in those positions, they'll be fine. So that was basically my whole takeaway from uh, most of the the changes that happened, uh, especially Ryan. Yeah, and player. I think with with these JUCO guys coming in. Like you said, it adds players that aren't all one-dimensional. Last year's team had a lot of one-dimensional guys. Um, I feel like losing Ryan, you do lose that stable floor. I feel mm-hmm. like this team's floor, there's no stability right now. I mm-hmm. feel like there needs to be that one guy that can kind of, you know, because no one's played with each other. Yeah. You know, we don't know how Javion's going to be. We don't know how James Reese is going to play with, with each other. So there need, I think there needs to be that guy that can hold them together. But in terms of dynamic players, I feel like they added, they, they got that. Yes. No. So the one question I have is, I mean, last year they were a great defensive team. You lose Ryan, and even Mike was a really good defender. Yeah. You lose those two guys, and while Duffy and Rose were not, and Mo even were not strong defenders mm-hmm. last year, you still had a lot of continuity, and you had Ryan who was a monster. Right, and, and that, that's some of that stability that I'm talking about. Exactly. But I think they make up for that in size. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this last week that size goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And I think when you add Dan Gao, when you have Zach already, when you have Abdul, Larry, yeah, possibly, James Reese is 6'4". possibly Thomas, yeah, James Reese, and then Javion Hamlet's not a scrub no. on defense. Uh, so this team might not be as good defensively as last year, but I don't think it'll be a drop off to where it's like, oh my goodness, what happened? Well, the thing is, uh, let's start talking about Hamlet, Reese, and Dang um, in more depth because when you talk about bringing in new guys and especially dang i mean you only have one year with him right and then the other two you have two years with him so you got to get going like right off the bat and defensively grant mccaslin's a really good defensive coach i think that's where you're i think he's he's a great defensive coach he's a great effort coach and great rebounding coach uh he's a smart coach offensively he admitted at times last year he was trying to figure out the half court offense at times because they were so limited right so if you give him more weapons on the offensive side of the ball i think that makes up for that but we're really going to see how good of a defensive coach he can be because he has to go quick with these guys yeah like, i mean i mean there's no play- continuity like you mentioned yeah there's a, it's, it's a win now type of thing they brought in players yeah. they brought in players that can play they brought in players that are supposed to play and they're not they're not trying to develop this team this team is here to win now and compete Yes, exactly. Um, while we talk about Hamlet, recent Dang, I think everyone knows who they are at this point. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention the red shirts that are that are going to be playing next year because yeah. we didn't really. I mean, we mentioned them last week when we went through the depth. Yeah, chart, but we didn't but, really 
say what they they add. Yeah. So I mean, first I want to talk about JJ Murray. Yep. JJ Murray is probably now that Ryan's gone, he's pro- he's probably the best defender. He's definitely on, the best perimeter defender. He's on the best on ball defender. Yeah. Okay. He's the best on ball defender yeah. on this team. Um, and I've been told that he can shoot almost as good as DJ. Really? That is what coming into last season. That wasn't the case. No, but he could hit an open three. He could hit an open three, but it was more of a set shot in a way. His his yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's good. That's good to hear then. Yeah. So yeah. if he can shoot at a let's say thirty seven percent clip, I think that's going to be huge. And so that's a guy you you need to watch because he's going to be a junior. He's going to be a redshirt junior. JJ Murray, six one, strong guard, great defensive guard. Yeah. We'll see if he can hit an open three. That's pretty much that. Yeah. Um, Abdul Muhammad. Six seven, wing basically. Yeah. Uh, offense, I have questions about. I agree. Uh, defense, I think if you play him at the three, he's gonna be really good because I think he has the the footwork. I think he has a, yeah in the length. Yeah, in the length. Uh, at the four, I, I'm not sure. I feel yeah. I feel like at the four against certain teams, strength will yeah become an issue. Even though he did work out a lot last year. He did work out a lot last year. <laughs> but yeah, he was always on the sideline <laughs> with Coach Him and Rose. Yeah, him and Rose. Yeah, when Rose got hurt, he was. Yeah, they, they were, were over there lifting every, getting swole. Yeah, it was insane. Um, let's see who else do we have? Uh, Larry Weiss. We talked about him already. Mm-hmm. Uh, bigger guard, six um, five, listed at six five. I have high expectations of all these guys. I think I have higher expectations for Larry than Abdul. What 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 do you mean by high expectations? I expect him to be able to come in and play, like be able to play at a high level. Okay. I don't know. I'm still kind of shaky on Abdul. I I think I think I'm shaky on Abdul, only because one we haven't seen a lot, and two it's just what we have seen is just kind of eh. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain that in in another way. Eh. Yeah. I mean, it's just he can he shoots. He can he'll he's he's the type of guy that's that'll be in the corner ready mm-hmm. ready to shoot. Will hit that shot. He's the type of guy that can come off a screen, hit a mid range or a three, but. Creation wise, you don't really see a whole lot. Yeah, so that that's the question for him. Uh, we'll see. But those three guys, there's so much changing on this team. If if they bring in Bell, that's seven new rotation players on this yeah. team. Yeah, and you add three wings, tall wings. Yes, and if you include Shaquem, who basically wasn't a rotation player, if you include him as a, another guy, that's eight new rotation players. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Shaquem, Dangao, and Zach. Like do you do you think Dang plays more four, or do you think he 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 kind of shoves Shaquem back out of the rotation? Man, that's tough. I see. I because would Dang say, can shoot. For me, yes, yes. For me, I would like to see Dang at the four, I but agree. I know that these coaches like having like having. They don't need size at the five. They're okay with running. You know, last year they ran Maya at the five times. They've run, they ran two years ago, they ran Alante at the five at times. But that, if that was more forced, then I feel like, I mean, that wasn't because they wanted to. It was because that was just what was better. If they, okay, here's what this team does they try to get away with, because especially last year they needed offense. So they try to get away with getting offense and getting some spacing when they can at the five and four positions. They, they, don't, they don't like running two bigs. And I mean that's even though Dan can shoot and he seems versatile enough, that's still what you're doing. You're still running two bigs. I think defensively it kind of limits what they can do. I think that they want. I for me, I would like to see Dan at the four, but I don't think. I just think they're gonna play him more at the five. Okay. And so then so I think, Shaquem, I think Shaquem you see, get... exactly. I think you see more Dan at the five than Shaquem. 
I hope not. Who knows? I mean, I don't. I don't think it will be that bad because if Abdul can no, play, no, I don't think it'll be bad. I'm just saying, Shakim, why? Like, you burn his red shirt, or yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm dang is gonna be gone next year, and Zach will be a senior next year, so he'll get playing time. Oh, I don't, I don't know if he'll get playing time, but like I said, I'd like to see, like you said, I guess I'd like to see Dang at the four, Shakim getting unless the, he in the can't shoot five minutes, unless he yeah, unless he can't shoot, but if he shoots thirty, I mean, he shot thirty seven percent last yeah. year at North Dakota State, so there's no reason to assume that he can't. But um, those were so. Did I get through all the records? Three uh, of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So we are at. All right. This is the okay starters. Who's in, this? I saw this on Twitter, and I didn't really know who are going to be the stars on this team. Javion Hamlet at the one. Javion, Zach Sims at the five, Dangal at the four. Possibly. I feel like you have to start him at the four. I feel like, not only because he's a graduate transfer, you start Rose too. Bench. Do you? At start the last the season, season, do you? At have the start to? season, you. At the start of the season, they will. That's how I'll say it. Okay. I would not, but at the start of the season you do. I would So make am I him, doing am I doing what I think the I would make will him be? show me that he can play. Right. Let's do both. Let's Okay, well, who so who would you so, start? So my, I would start Javion Hamlet mm-hmm. at the one, James Reese at the two. I saw at some the, at the three, give me give me Abdul or Larry. Okay. It depends on who shows me more. Yeah. Uh Dan Gow and Zach. That's what I All like right, so you're see. bringing Mo off the bench. I'm bringing Mo off the bench only because I think he could, he'll close. Games. I saw this on Twitter too. I think he'll close Y'all games. Crazy, but I don't think y'all are crazy. I don't. I don't think it's Omoja crazy. Gibson's gonna lead this team in scoring. Yeah, and no, he's not gonna do it by being Lou Williams. He's going to start <laughs> he's not at the two. Do it by being Lou Williams. So Javion Mo, even though I think Mo, he was fine on defense last year. He was the undersized. No, I, th- I think he. I think he was underrated defensively last year. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you have Javion Mo. I think you start James Reese. In my okay, again, this is my my yeah. team. Yeah, um, Javion, Mo, Reese, Abdul or Dang. You gotta go with Dang. We're assuming, but Abdul's gonna be the better shooter probably. But Dang, okay, yeah, I'm starting Dang. I'm still starting Dang, uh, and then and then Zach at the five. Yeah, that'd be my five. I'm definitely starting Mo. Okay, I saw. I don't. I don't get how you don't start Mo on this team. That's not because I. I just. I just think Mo adds. More to the bench than he is in the starting lineup. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So you're sitting. So uh, you're. So you're having Rose be your scorer off the bench. If Rose can't score, oh, either that or he doesn't play. For me, I mean, yeah, I mean, for me too. But I'm just saying, like, that's why. Yes, I, that's why. Yes, I, if Rose can come in and make a, make shots on occasion and be like, let's say he's Austin Rivers. <laughs> Because Austin Rivers has been good this <laughs> yeah, series, you know. Been, that's, he has so been, I'm taking the good Austin Rivers. I just Rivers. can't believe like I'd hear that. <laughs> <laughs> like Austin Rivers. Look, if Rose can be Austin Rivers off the bench, that's great. Okay. If he, he doesn't have to do it every game. You know, every other game maybe. Once every three games. Isn't that sad that that's what he's been relegated to? Yes, but it doesn't matter. Okay, this is where yeah, we're at. I know. If he can do it every other game, if he can come in and score double digits, he's a good bench player. Okay? Yeah. Austin Rivers is all we need from Rose. Okay, so say Rose is good. Okay. Who does Mo and him switch starting lineup spots? Oh, is he shooting better than Mo? Uh, I wouldn't say shooting better. Is he getting to the free throw line? Sure. He's okay. He's 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 twenty percent less than sophomore Rose. 
What do you mean 20% less? In terms of effectiveness. He's 80% oh, of his formal okay. self. No, I'm still starting Mo. Because okay. Mo next year is going to be really good. No, I think he'll be really good too. I just think he has more to the bench. I don't I don't see it because I I just why would you want to start Rose if he's I don't I didn't not, say I wanted to start Rose. Oh yeah, you didn't. I don't remember who you started. You started uh Hamlet, Reese, Abdul or Larry, Dang, and then Zach. Abdul or Larry. That's Alright. I mean I'm a, I don't dislike your lineup. Alright. Um we already talked about the bench in the last podcast. We talked about the depth this team has at those positions. Um, Does this team have more depth than last season? Yes, that wasn't that wasn't particularly hard. I know, but even like, though last but, year, I know, but last no, but you year, think about it. I, I asked ahead. that because last year it was all about their depth. When in reality, did they really have? They did, they did, they did. They but had the second, eight. But they, they were eight deep. They were eight deep, but the second someone went down, okay. Well, obviously injuries are going to limit that. Right, but but it was only it was always with one person. One Ryan goes down. It you know why falls. it wasn't deep? You know why it wasn't deep? You know when it became not deep and not including injuries, was when we found out Rose couldn't pl- shoot. Because then we yeah. just were like, okay, well, just throw somebody shoot. out there. Yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Yeah, and then we realized Maya was very limited, so you take him out. Yeah, and we realized Tope was very limited, and now you're like. Well, <laughs> this team's sixty. Yeah. So, so, and then we were like, DJ's really good, but I'm not sure how much we can play him. So it's you just a lot of players, like you said last year, were one dimensional mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, so we're the hope is that this year you have more guys that can impact the game in mul- multiple ways. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's what they have with this roster. I think that that's going to be a very uh, positive thing for this team. Now, you did bring up an interesting point. You said this is a win-now kind of feel to it. Right. This team has three seniors, six juniors, three sophomores, two freshmen at the moment. Right. Okay. At the moment, three seniors, six juniors. That's nine players. Um, I agree completely that this is going to be a win-now <laughs> move. Like, these next two years? Yeah. Make well, or break you, you got to make the NIT. <laughs> You got to make one of the tournaments. Yeah, you absolutely have to. And not to. the CBI or CIT. <laughs> not the CBI right. or CIT. All right, this is I do not want to ever see one more t- ever in my life. We're champions when you when you're in the CBI or CIT. Marshall won the CIT. Shout out John Elmore. Wow. <laughs> Look, okay. This is such a win now move that they recruited one freshman. They literally got rid of their best player. <laughs> They got rid of their best player because mutually, I'm not, we're of not course, gonna, we're of course, yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> but they went out. They got two at the moment, two JUCO guys, one graduate transfer. Graduate transfers are not common. First of all, I want right. to make this clear: they're not super common. They probably happen. I mean, shoot, how many? The last probably. One, let's say, let's say, I think probably like three Conference USA teams had a grad transfer last year. Yeah, let's say the last last North Texas one was Darrell Green. I remember. Western Kentucky had the graduate transfer. They, they, they always have a graduate transfer, Western Kentucky, but yeah. regardless. Um, anyways, that was a big sh- step to me showing that this is the year. Like, we're going to well, go. Yeah, they, they brought him into play. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Zach going into his junior year. Like, think about that. Zach as a junior. He was already a top three center in the league last year. He might be number one or two this year. Who knows? Um, Javion, Reese, those Juco guys going without saying that they're win now guys. And they fill holes, shooting, 
and size. Yep. So and point guard play that can raise a ceiling a little bit. Yeah. Um, Mo sophomore, that's old enough. Redshirt sophomore, nonetheless. Yeah, he's he's Third been around. Year. He's been around. Yeah, he's been around. Uh, Shaquem, we talked about him. A sophomore, he got some run last year. Uh, DJ Draper, senior. Roosevelt Smart, senior. Who was the other senior? Am I missing? Oh, Dang was a senior. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have last year's uh, JUCO guys: Abdul, JJ, Jemiah. This this team is old. Yeah. This team is old, which is really odd to think because this team was super young not that long ago. So yeah. Um, yeah. Last year was was considered at the very at preseason that this team would be good and that they'd have more to grow on for this year, but they've kind of blown that up and turned it into listen. No more development. We got them all right here. You think if let's make a run? It'd be really interesting if Ryan didn't get hurt, and if let's say everybody stayed healthy last year, and they win. Let's say they win three more games, and they come in second in the conference to Old Dominion. I really wonder how this offseason would have gone. I think the injury played a big, a big, it did. a bigger part more so than the way well, the season for went. Ryan. Yeah, I feel like I still feel like they would have tried to get in point guard because. Because nobody else could really. Because really even point. if even if Ryan was healthy, you needed a second creator. Yeah, Ryan. It, it, say Ryan somehow makes it through last season. There's no way he's making it through the third season playing 40 minutes a game almost. Yeah. So, I feel like they still bring in bring in the point guard. They'd add a shooter. They'd add a shooter. I just don't know if they go like grad they, transfer. They, uh, yeah, exactly. And I don't think they go for high risk, high reward type of play in terms of let's get two juniors let's get the graduate transfer let's get i mean they only like you said they only recruited one freshman and yeah and jalen jackson so the win now mentality i think does not happen if ryan doesn't get hurt that's an interesting question i really don't, i really don't know because a part of me is always th- the part of me thinks that you know, the coaching staff when they watched their team play last year they were never satisfied with how they played and i don't think i mean you and i weren't satisfied They'd of course win, and it was just it was ugly at times. Their wins, their wins were never convincing. They were always, at least for the most part. Okay, you had like two convincing wins. <laughs> okay, there were, yes. the wins were never convincing, and I feel like there was always a part where it was like, even if they when even when they blew somebody out, it was like, should they have blown that team out? Mm-hmm. So I think that this team is going win now. They everyone fits the system supposedly, and uh, I just feel like it's if. It's just different. Well, here's my thing is that this coaching staff is kind of crazy. And I mean that in a good way. Is that like. Explain that. If you've ever been to their practices, <laughs> they're just, they're crazy. They they want to win. It's and very competitive. I've never I seen think, practices like exactly. that. Exactly. And I think that that type of mentality showed when they were looking at this team whether it was on film or during the season they were like this team cannot win a championship no i think i think they, will. they thought the ceiling was too low at for for this past for this team for the last year's team i'm sorry so so you, so you think so you think without ryan even with ryan if ryan made it through last season you still think they tried to i do think this? i think i think so I think there's a really good chance because I think that they looked at this team and said, "That's interesting." There's a there's a pretty clear ceiling at this point. Like you can't just replace. No, yeah, I I actually agree with you. Then I agree with you now. Like, I don't know. This these guys are crazy, and in a great way. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, actually, no, that makes perfect sense because, like you said, we always said Ryan is not gonna raise your ceiling. 
He was what he was. Yes, he was a great defender. He raised your floor. Yeah, he he's got a you great, there. great player. But if you're trying to, like, if you put him on, let's say last year you put him on, I don't even want to say Western Kentucky. Like, if you put him on UTSA, he can't play on that UTSA team. No. You can't have J- Jackson and Wallace there needing the ball and then Ryan there needing yeah, the ball. Yeah, I mean, he can't play off ball. Like, you can't ha- – even even Southern Miss, Cortez Edwards and Tyree Griffin, mm-hmm. Ladarius Drain, you have guys that need the ball in their hands. This was kind of a match made in heaven for Ryan in that he did, nobody else needed the ball in their hands. Right. He could he could play 40 minutes and have the ball in his hand for yeah, 38 of those minutes. Yeah, the only person who needed the ball in their hands, I mean, was Zach, basically, for a post-up. But yeah. even when he started faltering off, it was just more Ryan. Yeah. You go down the list of teams that have capable creators, more than one capable creator, and Ryan wouldn't fit on those teams. So if you added if you add Javion Hamlet to this team to last year's team with Ryan, the fit would be really weird. Yeah. Not only because Javion already can't shoot, but it's just another guy that needs the ball in his hands. So that's all I'm thinking. As far as Ryan goes, it's it's like that's interesting. No, I like I like that take, and it's kind of like I'm trying. I don't. I try not to compare this to the NBA as much. It's it's relatable, though. but it's like it's like okay. I don't even know if this is a good one though, but I'm just gonna say it. It's like the 2012 Thunder team when you had the three, you know, the three alphas mm-hmm. in Westbrook, Durant, and, and Harden. They were really good, and they, but obviously they weren't in their primes yet, but. I can see those three playing together like in their primes right now with how they right, play right. the game right now. So yeah. it's just a different game when you're an alpha that is not, you know, Cortez Edwards or even you know, uh, Bryant Zach Bryant. You got guys that are multifaceted. Mm-hmm. So and Ryan was never multifaceted. He was a great defender, great at getting to the rim and passing it to guys. But that's what you had yeah. So um, that's basically what I thought watching that team. I think maybe that's what the coaches saw as well. I like that take way better than my take. Thank you. Just skip my, my take. Just erase my, your last two Sorry, minutes of me. It so. is Bruni's breakdown. <laughs> With Colin? No, no. We're not rebrand, re- rebranding anymore, Colin. I'm sorry. Um, Sad. Okay, so this is a win now move. Uh, do you want to get into the polls and Twitter questions? Because yeah, so, I feel so, like that's going to take a long time. That's okay. And we're already about 30 that's minutes okay. into it. So let's let's get into it. I was gonna take like twenty minutes. This, this is this is. I'm glad Bruni did. We did. We or Bruni did this, not me. Bruni did this. Asked a bunch of poll questions, and some of the answers are pretty pretty interesting. They are. All, albeit they were only up for like a few hours. Yeah, there were six hours. Six hours. Okay, longer than I thought. Yeah. But some of the results were pretty interesting. Yeah. So, so let's uh, run through them real quick. I just got a tweet. A tweet from uh, this, um, one of my friends, Anthony. When I asked for questions, he said, uh, "What are your comments about your team's back-to-back blowout losses?" <laughs> Listen, for those of y'all who don't know, he's talking about the men's league that we're in. Uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll update it. We'll <laughs> we we don't want to talk about the team, okay? Oh my god! What's that worse was... is our team name is Ball Don't Lie. The ball really doesn't lie, man. <laughs> yeah, they, man. That, that ball goes in the net a lot more for them than it does for us. <laughs> so it does not lie at all. We are getting smoked. All right, let's do the poll questions though. <laughs> um, it gave me time to pull them up. First question I posted. Are we answering these as well? Of course, Colin. Okay, cool. Of course, we got to give our opinion. Um, which signee are you most excited to see in action? Did you see the results for these? I, awesome. I, I when I voted is when, when you, I saw you did. It. Okay, so cool. I don't. I, they might have. How changed. early did you vote? I was at work, so two hours ago at least, three hours ago. Okay, cool. 
Uh, they went final about an hour ago or so. So which signee are you most excited to see in action? These are the options. James Reese, Javion Hamlet, Dane Gow, and Jalen Jackson. These got This got 55 votes. So pretty good sample size. That's, a, that's an okay. That's, pretty, a, that's a pretty good Bernie's breakdown that's sample a pretty, size. pretty good sample size. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I don't – you probably saw, but can I you – I saw I, – I already okay. know who it probably um, is. So Jalen Jackson came in first at 42%. That was surprising to me. Um, Dan Gow came in second at 29. JV on Hamlet at 20. And James Reese at 9%. That hurts me. Um, Who would you pick of these four? I picked James Reese. I, I would pick JV on Hamlet just because I think – think, J- I think JV on Hamlet's probably more of the story – because mm-hmm. you know he has to fill the shoes of Ryan Woolridge. Yeah, I just think James Reese was what this team needed last season. Yeah, and I feel like that's why he's most exciting to me. Because not just because you know he's he was Rip Hamilton with bounce as he yeah, as he coined it. He did, but because uh, it's it's he's he's literally the player that they needed last season. Able to come off the screens, able to shoot, able to dunk, make the ball, shots, make shots exactly. So. Uh, he's he was the most exciting in my eyes just because he's what this team needed. Yeah, um, I think Javion. I'm really excited for Javion. Just like you said, filling the shoes of Ryan Woolridge. See how he plays on offense in contrast to Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that he's he's more outgoing, in a way. So I'm, I'm okay. Just, just a ahead. tangent. Go I'm ahead. super excited. I feel like these guys are outgoing, and I <laughs> I am here for it to translate on the court. I am tired of someone hitting a big shot and just stoically staring into the stands no, not even a three let's try to dj oh yeah dj's dunk, taking, a, taking a shot at dj no not dj's no no dj's when dunk he, like, when he hits like dj's dunk okay. was the biggest celebration that anyone did last season <laughs> and he didn't even make it yeah so yeah. i'm well, excited we, for we that. said on this podcast before that the last year's team was very quiet it felt I like i feel like this next year's team's gonna be fun like at least Anyways. this year we'll have abdul um, oh man, JJ's, Duel, JJ's Rose, kind of JV fun. On, yeah. James. Okay. Anyways, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, I kind of. Dang well. seemed like a cool guy too when I talked to him. Dang's really cool. So, um, anyways, that's basically why Javion. Uh, you kind of took my my thunder. Took your thunder. But, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's why Javion uh, for me would uh, be interesting to watch. Dang Gao, I have no problem with picking him either, just because he's a one year guy. He's yeah, like a, and he's uh, kind of a player this team hasn't really had. Yeah, he, he, we're hoping that he's a versatile guy that can play the four that can do a lot of things and if that's the case and he can play next to zach if he can play next to zach twin towers baby anyways uh he's only six eight i know shut up this just popped in my head (laughs) what if he's like an eric katenda who he was on this team two years ago transferred from notre dame oh okay so our listeners will know but i don't know you probably don't know three it was probably three years ago yeah he didn't score in double digits until his last three games where he averaged 20 points his name eric katenda he plays in france now professionally eric tinda katenda katenda yep five star went to notre dame then went blind in one eye yeah i was in san antonio still so sorry not watching tony benford basketball that's the best kind of basketball. All right. Anyways, fourth, we have Jalen Jackson, who got 42%. Somehow, I don't know how or why. Um, Is it our fault? Did, I, I, did, I even put him last. <laughs> you, had, you had to read through the other three he, names he stu- and then get well, to him. because it's stuck in, the, in their heads. Jalen Jackson got the most of anybody? And like, let's think why. I, I, Maybe because he's the most unknown? No, I mean he is pretty unknown. Like more I mean, than he's the unknown, other three. But, the but, other, they know but, more about the other. Personally, three. I just feel like I don't know. Maybe he was expected. All right, yeah. For those of y'all who don't know, he's going to redshirt next year. Yeah, he's not going to play. He's not playing. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to. He's see five him. ten and plays defense. <laughs> great, great defense. Okay, great defense. <laughs> but he's not. 
he needs to develop a shot at this level. He needs to develop a, a good he, amount of stuff right now. Yeah, and he's yeah. a great player. He's going to be a really good he's player. He's going to be good, but he has some stuff to. He has to catch up to the college game. Exactly. So yeah, he's not going to play next year. So I would not. Have hey, those forty-seven percent. I wasn't even going to put him there. I wasn't even going to put him on the list. That's how unexcited. But we then are. I was just like, well, he is, you know, a pickup. Look so. what you did. Anyways, that was kind of crazy. Next poll only got 32 votes. I guess they couldn't scroll down. But um, <laughs> dang, uh, which, a shot. <laughs> which red shirt are you most excited to see play? JJ Murray, Abdul Muhammad, or Larry Weiss? Who did you vote for, Colin? Did you not vote? I voted. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember who I voted for. <laughs> who would you pick, Colin? I think Abdul is the one I picked, mm. and that's because we don't. Re- he's a question mark. I feel like with Larry, we're I feel like able- they're all question marks. Are they not? But I feel like with Larry, we're able to kind of predict. With JJ, we kind of know what we have. With yeah, Abdul, we kind of thought going into last year, a slasher possibly that's athletic, you can get to the rim, has a shot, but now it's kind of almost the opposite. We're hoping that he can hit open threes and defend. Right, and that's just kind of be long. Yeah. And I feel like that's just interesting to me. And, and I guess maybe not excited about it, but I just he's the most interesting player to me. Yeah, I, I think I would pick Larry uh, just because I think he, like I said before, I think he has a really high potential. To come to impact this team off the bench next year, um, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, definitely, I mean, I guess you can be excited for JJ if you're interested in defense and, I guess, shooting open threes. <laughs> Is that was that mean? <laughs> you, Just the way you said you it. Played it off like it was mean. JJ's Just gonna the way be. You said it. Look, JJ's gonna be a good player. Okay, damn, I can't say anything on this podcast without. That's, that's what I am every week. Same you come at me. me. Look, all right. Last question of these polls. Which of these returners do you expect to make the biggest improvement? Did you vote in this one? Yes. All right. First, Jemiah Simmons, Roosevelt Smart, Zachary Simmons, or Emoja Gibson? I said Mo. Why? I said Mo just because I feel like he flashed what he could do in clutch time. He and did. I just feel like that's going to be him next season. I did say like 10 minutes ago he was going to lead this team in scoring next year. Yeah. I can't I, go back I, but, on that. But I much. feel like, I mean, Zach, he'll improve a lot. I just don't think it's going to be anything that we weren't already expecting. I just think with Mo, he has so much more. What I do you mean, mean by more? How can he improve? I feel like just movement, because he was always considered the backup point guard pretty much all mm-hmm. season. I feel like he's in, you're going to see a lot more off-ball movement this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like he might have a floater or some kind of inside mm-hmm. presence to where it's not just he goes in the paint and then kicks it out because he can't go up with it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he's going to add a lot more to his game and be smarter with his shots and hit bigger shots. Yeah, I think that one thing that we saw a flash of last year was his deep threes. Yes. I think he could become, the clutch too. I think he could become even more reliable from two steps, three steps behind three-point line. Yeah. And that would be huge. Off the dribble too. Spacing... Spacing, spacing, spacing. Man, that would be great if Mo could hit that. Like, imagine Eric Gordon, for those of y'all listening on Monday night, the Rockets Warriors are going to play tonight. Um, I don't know why I plugged that, but regardless, Eric Gordon, watch, <laughs> watch Eric on Gordon. TNT at watch, <laughs> <laughs> watch Eric Gordon. Just He's three feet behind the three-point line, and you watch his man. He has to play at yeah. the three-point line at least to guard him. It just opens up the court so much. If he can shoot the ball from deep, imagine how different that's going to be from last oh, season. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Someone so. sagging off at the free throw line now having Look, to guard. I'll tell you what, Colin. We are so anxious to have a team that can shoot the basketball. The last two years have been so bad. 
It goes way before oh, that. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. about I don't count. <laughs> see, those five years of Tony Benford, I don't even include in North Texas history because not only did no one show up for them, and rightfully so, nobody should have. I didn't know about them except for the last year. But again, those are just like. Those don't count. Those years years do not count. So regardless, we're in year three of McCaslin, right? We're yeah. going to year three. Three of years McCaslin. after Johnny Jones. Yes. So <laughs> his first year, you had like you know the AJ Lawson team, the. You know, you know that team, Alante Holston team, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you never finished the question, by the way, in the poll. But yeah, let me let me finish my tangent. Okay. But thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Uh, last year's team obviously had limitations shooting the ball, and this year we just want a team that can shoot the ball. Is that that's is that what we want? Right? Yes. Yes. Mo and Reese. It was so disheartening to see every other team be able to shoot, <laughs> except for North Texas. <laughs> I mean, literally every other team. So, yeah. So, anyways, that was my. That's what I. Anyways, wanted. who's who's your most improved for next season? Man, I'm gonna say it's between two guys, Rose or Zach, for me. Rose or Zach. Look, Rose has to improve from last. I think he'll improve from last season, but do you think he'll be the most improved? See, because I'm uh, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, Rose getting to like 12 points a game. And shooting no. 34% from three is... No. That I mean, that's it's, not an, a, it's an improvement, but... No. I'm He'd still have to com- get back to 14 points a game. I'm still compor- com- comparing, comparing him to sophomore Rose. Okay, compare him to soft- to junior Rose. He averaged 10 points a game, roughly, on like 27% three-point shooting. But can you even do God, that? that is awful. Can you, can you go from being the best player to one of the worst players to back to like a yes. mediocre player and still be considered most improved yes. if you're already at that point at some point in time? Yes. Okay, I mean, yeah, sure. I okay. So Rose, I think, again, all right. I'm gonna go with Zach, and here's why. <laughs> you talked me Zach, off the ledge. Zach, Zach's a safe. Pick. You talked me off the ledge. Zach's a safe. Pick. Zach Simmons will have a chance to be the best center in the league next year. Am I forgetting someone? I mean, the the UTEP guy will be back. He was good, but is the uh, UAB guy? Or not the UAB Sullivan Charlotte guy UAB or Charlotte Charlotte guy. had John Davis last the guy, year. The oh, it's like the seven three guy or however tall he was. No, I don't know who you're talking about. Anyway, he had like four blocks a game. Oh, Old Dominion. Old Dominion. No, right? no. All right, whatever. You look at it. You can look it up if you want. I don't I'm know. I don't care that All right. much. Um, oh, FIU. FIU. FIU had Osagi. Yeah. Osamaway or something oh, like that. We both had him as yeah, really yeah. good. That's a good question, but he wasn't. I, Zach is obviously more skilled than him. So. Oh yeah, way more skilled with the ball. But I, you know, defensively, if you can continue that and just be more consistent, um, they do different things. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna take Zach. I think that he's gonna be even better defensively. He's gonna take another step forward defensively, and then offensively, we saw him have trouble with obviously size and strength and double teams and stuff like that in the post. And I think that he's gonna be able to handle those a lot better. And I think watch for him on the offensive boards. Even though this team doesn't. Okay, they get offensive rebounds. It's not like, like they they have a good balance of getting offensive rebounds and getting back on defense. I think mm-hmm. Zach Simmons could have a really good offensive rebounding year as well, along with defense. Because defensively, we always know it's not his job to get all the defensive rebounds. Of course not. Offensively, though, I think he can get. A but good is amount. it more so now this year that he don't have Ryan? I we haven't seen JV on play. That's fair. And That's we don't fair. know if Dane Gow's going to... I think... Uh, I also think Zach hit some threes. I mentioned this last yeah, week. Yeah, you said this before. I think he's going to hit some threes. I don't I don't think so. Why? Why? 
If he can do it, why not? Colin, I don't think he can. He can. I don't think he can. He can. Colin, I watched him in practice too, but that doesn't mean I watched. No. no. Were you gonna go? Were you gonna go on the? I watched Rose in practice. <laughs> I watched a lot of people in practice shoot last year. I watched Ryan shoot last year in practice. I watched Duffy shoot last year in practice. No. He was one for two. No. He was one for three, I think, by the end of the year. Anyways, let's get to questions. Let's get to questions. Y'all's questions. Y'all asked some good questions this week. This is good. I like I like great questions. We very much appreciate them a lot. So thumbs up. Yeah. Round of applause. Round of applause for y'all. Appreciate the questions. Soundboard soon, please donate Sound. to uh <laughs> Uh, start our GoFundMe. All right. Anyways, first question is from Aiden. He asks, he asks, what was Ryan leaving more on his own decision or were coaches pushing for it? Seems like he, he well, seems like we wouldn't push one of our most MVPs, but I don't get transferring this late either. I think Ryan was never a fit for this team. Um, Whenever Coach McCaslin first came here, it's Ryan was thinking of transferring then, mm-hmm. and he just never fit. He obviously was able to make up for a lot of his deficiencies on defense. You know, like like he said, being the MVP, MVP of this team. Yeah. But I feel like they never they never fit. They kind of just dealt with each other in terms of the way they they both liked a team to be in. Yeah, I think that relationship wise, I think they were really good. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, Mac talked to him so much, and yeah. Mac was. After, oh yeah, they love they love each yeah, other. Yeah, after practice, I mean, he'd be shooting like he'd be rebounding for him. He'd be talking to him on the bench for like thirty minutes, just talking on the bench. Those two, yeah, it was insane. Uh, but I do think I do think you're right in that they wanted him to shoot more threes. They wanted him to take the open threes whenever like he was in rhythm and had chances, and he just never did it. And he he was never comfortable with it. And I think that was the most disappointing things i guess mm-hmm. is that he never wanted to shoot threes and then he never like the coaches wanted him to shoot and he didn't shoot it and so that's always a sad thing as a coach when you want a guy to do something and he just won't do it whether that's because he's i mean afraid that he's not going to be able to make them or he just doesn't feel comfortable at all and thinks he's better at the rim yeah again that's like you said that that's the, where the butting head comes yeah butting of heads comes into play so um i think it's mutual i think that um I don't want to say they pushed him out, but I think it was mutual in the fact that it was you, kind you, of, they, you had two years. They both to saw figure the right wall. Yeah, you had two years to figure it out. Ryan graduated. There's a clear opportunity for Ryan and this for Ryan to be on a different team and for this team to uh, get a different point. Are we both in agreement that it's a right the right move for both? I don't know if it's my <sighs> for North Texas. I think it is, but for Ryan, like I said before, it's gonna be tough. It's going to be tough. It depends, too, on who he has around him. Yeah. So, uh, But if he gets back to the defender he was last year, I think that alone can make him a very valuable player. So, I agree. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, next question from Primetime UNT. Uh, what do you think the depth chart will look like next season? Also, they need to have a harder schedule. I'm fine with losing against tough teams, but beating teams by 40 isn't going to help the team. Well, they I didn't really beat any teams first, by 40, but... Oh, they beat, like, Maryland, Maryland Eastern I'm Shore. I'm talking about, like, the, like the Hawaii's, the Portland's. Well, yeah, but he's talking about the D two team or the the, oh, yeah. the not good teams. Yeah, I'm just saying like they weren't blowing people out exactly last year, but they were. Maine, uh, you, they blew teams out last year, Colin. 
Now you're gonna make me pull up the schedule on my new on my new laptop. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, speaking of just nice tangent here, uh, Bernie's got not a uh, nice he's upgraded from a. Uh, Why are you on a tangent? Because you're taking a long time to look I up got the stats. Him. All right, so read them off then. Uh, but I dig a new laptop. <laughs> but I dig a new. Laptop. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> For uh, giving me that, um, they beat Hawaii by 17, AM Commerce by 50, 49, uh, Maryland Eastern Shore by 34, St. Peter's by 9, Indiana State by 11, New Mexico by 9, Arkansas Pine Bluff by 11, Rice. Oh, well, that's conference. Okay. And then I didn't count the Humboldt State, Angelo State. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, take them off the schedule. What I'm saying, like, the D1 schools that they played, they weren't exactly like, they weren't convincing. They were cupcake games. Yeah, they were cupcake games. But that's right? what he's saying. He said that we shouldn't be beating people by 40 points, but that's a hyperbole. Like, obviously, they're not beating everyone by 40 points, but they shouldn't be playing Maryland Eastern Shore. I, I think that's what he's saying. I agree. So I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, what do you think the depth chart will look like last year or next year? We kind we of talk, went into it. We talked about this on the last pod. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on this pod. Uh, just, run, just run through it. Point guards. Oh, God. Okay, Colin. You can just name them all. I can, but it's a lot of pressure, and just do it. I'm not good under pressure. Everyone knows that. Javion Hamlet, (laughs) Javion Hamlet at point guard. Do they still have? Do we have a backup point guard? Is is Mo considered a backup point guard? I think Mo will play the backup point guard. Yeah. Oh, JJ, JJ, JJ. Oh yeah, JJ. All right, JJ, backup point guard. Uh, DJ, I guess third string point guard, whatever. Um, let's go to the two. You have Mo. You have James Reese. You have um, Rose, Larry Weiss, Rose, um, and these are guys that can flex, obviously. Yeah, I mean that's not one through whatever. Yeah, that's that's just. All right, then you go to threes. You have Abdul Muhammad. You have um, Larry. All right, yeah. I mean, I already talked. I already mentioned Larry. I know, but he'll probably play some three. Yeah. So um, you get those two guys. Uh, theoretically, if Thomas Bell comes, who knows? Um, yeah, Thomas. Um, Four, you have Dangal, you have Mark Tikanico. Um, yeah, that just kind of goes on whether we want to play smaller or bigger. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, five, you have Shaquem Alcindor, Zachary Simmons. Am I missing anybody? I don't think I'm missing No, anybody. I think it's everybody. Oh, point guard also Jalen Jackson. Since everyone's so excited to watch him. <laughs> in the layup line. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He's going to be in the gray sweats, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rebounded for everybody. He's gonna be in the gray sweats, clapping it up. And okay, I don't want to make it sound like I'm hating on Jalen Jackson. That's no, a, he's, that's, he, that's my just, San Antonio guy. All right. I, I just Colin. think it's. I just think it's funny how I'm tired of your slander on Jalen Jackson. Fresh, he's not. He's not gonna come in and, and play. Play right. Anyways, uh, that's <laughs> so it, that, right. That's the depth chart. Probably we probably missed somebody. I don't know. All right, next question. Uh, and also to answer the second part of the question for the schedule, we talked about that on the last podcast oh, yeah. as well. We went into pretty good depth, I guess. On yeah. that, uh, it was mostly speculation, but. We talked about it. Um, also, Prime T also has a second question. He says, uh, Hamlet is a person I'm really... Oh, no, this was him answering the questions, I think. Yeah, he was just answering the questions, I think. Okay. Um, so we only have four questions, actually. Take it back. Wow. This question is from Billy Sierra. This was my favorite question of all of them. Okay. Um, Should what you, do you for think, last? What do you think Coach... Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Or let's go to Bobby's question. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. Oh, what do we go at point guard now that Ryan is moving? Uh, what do we expect with the new additions, and how do they work into what coach wants to do? Okay. So point guard is going to be Javion Hamlet. If you haven't seen him yet, I posted about him on um, Mean Green 24-7. I wrote mm-hmm. a full write-up on him. I uh, posted the YouTube highlights at the bottom. You can go check that out. 
Um, if not, if you don't want to support me, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> just go to YouTube. Just go to YouTube. Type in Javion Hamlet. Um, he's really good. So, but look at his shot too. You know, he's not a great shooter. Uh, but one thing I do know about him is he's confident. Yeah. And he will shoot the ball. Yeah. So that's completely different. Yeah. That's a personality trait that is that is opposite of Ryan, and that Ryan was very timid, like to pass the ball. I think you're going to see Javion try to score a little bit more. It could be. It could be him. Scoring to set other people up. Right, exactly. That could be what we see. Yeah, so. and I also think he'll be a little bit more dynamic on the inside. Floaters, you know. He did have some floaters he in has, that highlight yeah, film. He has, he has a pretty good floater. And again, like Bruni said, confident with his three-pointer. Yes, even though it's... It, it looks pretty bad. It's not as bad as Ryan's form, but it's not good. Yeah. So, they'll work on it. They'll work on it. Don't worry. Yeah, of course. Um, what, do you, what do we expect with the new additions, and how do they work into what Coach wants to do? Again... Uh, kind of again, we talked about this, but we think they want more sh- more shooting, and we think they want more creation. Yep, I think there those are go. the main things. So, and mm-hmm. I think they they fit in that pretty well. Um, all right, let's get into Billy's question. Billy asks, "What do you think Coach McCaslin looks for out of the four position, the four like number four, so power forward basically? Um, do you think he prefers to start four guards, or as he has done more out, or he has done so more out of?" necessity than preference again i think he likes the four guards because it speeds up the game and that's kind of how they were only able to score last season because they couldn't run a half court offense so you think he wants to start like we talked about you think he wants to start maybe abdul or larry or rose at the four i think i think he'll do i think he'll try to go a little bit bigger at the at the four maybe even the three two but basically do you think he wants to start dang or do you think he wants to start abdul if abdul is capable because they, Abdul is more of a guard. Abdul is not going to get as many rebounds. Abdul is not going to block shots. I and... think I think it's going to start out as Dangal right now, mm-hmm. just because you know they brought him in yeah. to play. Um, but I wouldn't be. I'm not going to be surprised if you know Abdul all of a sudden just comes in to starting lineup midseason because that's the style that he wants to run with. I think Grant likes to run fast. He doesn't like to run traditional. He likes to have four guys out mm-hmm. around Zach. So um, I just, it just it just popped into my head we forgot jemiah simmons as a ford uh and when we were listening out the Sorry, chart, jemiah. yeah i, I want to oh dj draper also no we mentioned DJ. yeah we okay, did anyways DJ. anyways john uh, but you didn't john, answer the question john oh john okay john wegger as well shout out john anyways uh do you so you didn't answer the question do you think he's he has started the past because the past two years he started no i just i just guarded. answered the question well was it out of necessity or was it his i just, i said I, th- I said i think it was out of the preference? fact that he had to do it because so it was necessity. It was it so was he didn't more, want to. I think to. it was more so necessity than it was him wanting to. So he didn't want to. I'm not saying he didn't want to. All right, Colin. You're just hovering in the middle here. I'm not hovering in the middle. I'm, if he has versatile guys like he's supposed to next season mm-hmm. instead of just having guards and that's it, mm-hmm. then yes, I think he'll go with the bigger players. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if he will choose the bigger player over a smaller player if the smaller player can, for the most part, give him what the bigger player gives him. Does that make sense? Like, if Mike Miller was on the next year's team and Mike Miller and Dangal were battling for the four spot, I think he picks Mike. No way. No, I'm not joking. I think they like the smaller lineups that can switch stuff, that can that are quicker flying around the, flying around the court, maybe pushing it. You got more ball handlers in, on the court. I think they like... I think they, they like switching, the but I'm not... I'm not 
I'm not gonna. I mean, I haven't seen him play yet, but I'm not saying Dan Gao can't switch on somebody. Oh, well, of course, we haven't seen Dan yet, right? So who knows? But um, I'm saying theoretically, I understand. I, that. I know I that. I understand that mindset. I know switching, they like guards. Switch everything. Yeah, and then you got guys who can push it, the pace and whatnot. Um, so that's a tough question for me, because I think they did so out of necessity, but I think he preferred it. So I think like there but, were opportunities but, not to start Mike last year, but I think he preferred it. Out of, I mean, who did he have? Who did he have other Maya. than Mike? Maya, exactly. He can't hit a three. Could start Shaquem. Shaquem hasn't, hasn't uh, yes. played, so I mean, it's it's out of necessity. I'm not saying he didn't he didn't like playing the smaller lineup. I just think that now he has players that are bigger that have some skill set to them. Mm-hmm. I think they'll probably play the bigger lineup. All right. Well, who do you think? Okay, so what does he look for out of the four position then? Because I don't know if we answered that. Oh, out of the four? Oh, yeah. Man, that's tough. I think Mike Miller was almost perfect. If Mike Miller was two inches taller, I think he's perfect for what they want at the four position. I agree. I completely agree. But he was 6'3". Yeah, exactly. He was 6'3". So um, I think Dengau is definitely a different player than Mike, obviously. But it's going to be interesting to see. Because I don't really know. Because, again... He played Mike at the four out of necessity. I feel like Mike probably last year would have played a lot more three if you had a, a Dane Gow. Yeah, that'd be an interesting team. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I think Mike was a pretty good example of what they wanted out of the four. So if Dane Gow can give you what Mike gave you, at least for the most part, mm-hmm. and be five inches taller, I, that's a win in my book. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. That's a great question. Thank you. Uh, to everybody who sent in questions. I don't know if I should read off their names again. That's kind of weird. All right. Well, thank you to everybody who sent in <laughs> questions. Um, our, again, our, our chat is always open in Twitch. If you um, follow us on Twitter and you see that we haven't we had a question on. in like seven months. So uh, it's not important. Be the first. It's all right. Hey, we're getting Twitter questions though. So no, that's making, fine. That's fine. I'm just, it's, we're improving. it gets a little dry in there. We're improving. Colin, it's all right. We got questions. We've talked for enough. Um, all right. Is there anything else we, we, we need to talk about? I think. We hit on everything. I think I think we're pretty good. Um, sure. We'll see how the next couple weeks play out. Interesting winning time. Yeah. I'll post more polls and stuff. Uh, we'll get into our football stuff soon. Um, might see if we can have a guest on or something Mason like that. Mason Fine, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> Come on the podcast. <laughs> Mason. No, I'm telling you. Okay, over the summer. Over the summer, because they come back for summer or what, what, when was it? It was that after May. So let's know. say June. And I'll be, I'll, we'll be back for June. This room won't be open, though. That's the only thing. We got to figure out a way to, like, set up, like, a table, like, somewhere and have them on. We, we're going to, like, be, after the, practice. The union's going to host us, and we're going to, like, plug yes! the union. Yes! Yes. No, real talk. So <laughs> at the union. Look, at you guys, the union. You guys are hearing real ideas right now. At the union. Bernie's excited. Someone... There's not going to be anybody in the union over summer, okay? But they can draw on a little crowd. You know, if we get Mason here, we get we can get some guys in we there. We pay in Mason? Have like a round, <laughs> have like a round table type thing. Rules. Oh, my God. That'd be fun. Anyways, let's get this going. Let's try to get more oh, people on here. Okay. Also, um, I, you're probably going to say what I was going to say. But um, Bruni and I are doing the film review. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, be on the lookout for that. It'll probably be a couple more weeks, you know, just because finals are for Bruni at least. Yes, then, Colin. You know, I got work, so... I am still in school, but that will be, that will be out. And it's gonna be really good. You'll, yeah, you got. We're gonna we're breaking down film. Yeah, y'all are gonna enjoy it. Um, it's basketball first. We're trying to get the football film out, or we're trying to get the football film in the first place. But it's gonna be basketball. I think even though it's different personnel, it's gonna still be a lot be of the able same to see limitations 
of what the last year's team had and then what we've talked about. Yeah, I think it's the same principles, though, in terms of what they are going to look for. I agree. So be on the lookout for that. If y'all have any suggestions for us of what you want to see from the film or anything like that, our rooms or our Twitter Twitter DMs are always open. I lock my door at night, Bruni. All right. Our our rooms are not always open. Do not come to our rooms. Uh, But no, our Twitter DMs are always open. Feel free to talk to us. Um, We're pretty easy going. So uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, Colin and I will be back maybe possibly next Sunday or next Monday. Um, Depends on what happens. I think it depends. We're going to go to every other week, but then stuff happens. Stuff happens, yeah. Uh, So we'll see. Yeah, it might be two weeks, might be one week. Uh, Regardless... We will not be coming to you with after a loss of our men's league games. We will be winning. I promise you. All I right. really hope. I really, really hope, right since Brittany just guaranteed a win, that we play the team that beat the team we played the first week. Oh, man. <laughs> Insert the Kevin Garnett anything is possible video. <laughs> anything is possible. That's exactly what. That's what I'm going to do if, if we win a game. Oh, I'm going to be so happy. I can't wait for us to play the one seed in the playoffs. We're going to get smoked. <laughs> We're going to be like the Pistons. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Worse than that. Sorry, Way Colin. worse than that. Yeah. All right, Colin. Let's in, let's wrap this up. Okay. All right. Uh, plug anything else? Uh, well, We're our, fine. U- our usual plug stuff. Plug, SoundCloud, Apple, Mingreen 24-7. That's the last thing I'll plug. We got to plug it at the beginning. Subscribe. Well, do you want to do this, the segment and plug it in? No one's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just talk to me. All right. Anyways. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Send us questions. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And um, let us know what you think of the pod. Give us a rating. That's the last thing I'll say. But other than that, y'all have a great week. We'll see you when you see you.